Ladies and gentlemen, we interrupt our program of dance music to bring you a special bulletin from the Intercontinental Radio News. It's time for a peculiar podcast. In your wildest dreams, you could not imagine the marvelous surprises that await you. Hosted by Pat Cashman. He had a fiery quality on the stage and off the stage, and he was gorgeous to look at. And back by his side, Lisa Foster. She has tattoos, she's cool. She's dangerous. Broadcasters turned rogue podcasters. This <laughs> just a real nice surprise. They're back and on demand. Just press the button. See, you're on. Ready or not, it's Pat and Lisa. Some people without brains do an awful lot of talking, don't they? Yes, I guess you're right. <laughs> Quiet, numbskulls, I'm broadcasting. Yeehaw! Can you dig it? Yeah, yeah, I can dig it, yeah. Yep, it is loving time again, and we be loving us uh, another podcast. I'm Pat, and Lisa's here too. Yay! And uh, and here we go. Now, something that is we hope happening uh, by now is that we are, as you know, available on iTunes, and you can just. Google us and find us that way and listen that way. We love to be Googled. But also, uh, delighted that we are going to be, or are, as you hear this, uh, featured on uh, something called Soaking Internet Radio. It's uh, Soaking? It, Soaking. South King County Internet Radio. They call it Soaking Internet Radio. Okay. And uh, we are, uh, they're airing us, if you will, on their, uh, on their enterprise. Every day at noon, weekdays at noon, Monday through Friday. So you can hear past episodes that way. And, and the thinking of it was, my friend Scott Schaefer, uh, this is his radio enterprise, he thought this would be a nice thing for people to have available at the noon hour when they're taking their lunch. Yeah. They can sit and listen to peculiar podcasts. I don't know how many of these podcasts he has heard uh, so he may not be as if aware any. if they are compatible with trying to eat at the same time, but uh, we appreciate the the, the exposure, and uh, so that's another way you can listen to us. All right, so so soaking. I just want people to think it's soaking like we're soaking in vinegar. It's South King, South King, S O King Internet Radio. I think if you just put soaking. Internet so radio in there. It should internet. Google up for you, and you'll find it. Nice. A little, a little reasonable. We'll get a little more definitive uh, location for it uh, that's subsequently. That's very exciting. Um, I want to tell something else that's exciting that you're doing, which is 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 quite, is kind of cool, and it's it's kind of a dream of anybody that does voiceovers. Is that uh, when you go to yeah. a Pixar movie or whatever, you say, "God, I wish I could be a voice." In an animated feature. Yeah, a lot kind. of people want it. That's a dream a lot of people have. Why well, I ought to take this crowbar and send you all to the glue factory. And you're getting that chance. I am getting that chance. I was lucky enough to be, um, first of all, lucky enough to get an audition spot because many times producers limit these audition slots to, you know, just a couple of hundred. And I slid right in at the end, got an audition spot. And How'd you f- hear about it? On um, Craigslist or something? Yeah, there's, there's a number of um, audition sites that if you um, subscribe to them, you'll be alerted to these types of things can't remember which audition site. I know they had posted this on many of them. Uh, but this is for a, a, an animated film that's an R-rated, R-rated animated film. 
uh, being produced by a company called. Are Blue- you gonna? Is, are you gonna have to say nasty words? I hope so. You I don't know. I don't know. Well, um, did, did your was your audition? Did that give you a suggestion that you're gonna be a tart? I don't think. Oh, I think she's a tart. All right. Take it on. Take it all off. Let me tell you, the name of the film is called uh, Jericho House. Jericho House by Blue Ridge Productions, which is a local uh, production company here in Seattle. Uh, Just delightful uh, directors and producers, Jennifer and Brianne, who are are very talented. And this certainly isn't their first, uh, first project or undertaking. They really do know what they're doing. Um, but but again, the concept that this is an R-rated animated film, I, I, I find interesting. We don't have much R-rated animation here in America. And this is a very mainstream type of fair medium in Japan. Oh. Uh, the only R-rated thing... They like, love their animation But But I mean R-rated. In Japan. R-rated. Anime. A- anime, yeah, yeah. Anime. That's, you know, got nudity and, and uh, profanity and all sorts of things that you know animation you think is mostly for is children's fair uh but well, when you uh, think about it yogi bear was essentially nude yogi bear is smarter than the average bear. <laughs> I, I mean he's not even wearing mickey, pants mickey mouse no mickey mouse had pants on that's i i think he did he had shorts on sometimes yeah, yeah. shorts tight shorts he did in <laughs> that but uh so this is exciting i was cast as the um, uh, is it a full-length feature film, or is it yes. a shorty? Or Yeah, this is a full-length feature film, and uh, I'll be playing Eve Automaton, who is uh, a newscaster in this futuristic world, um, enslaved by the government. Uh, it's it's going to be, it's a horror movie. and I'm It's a what movie? Horror. Horror. horror okay. Movie. All right. And uh, lots of nudity and gore. Oh, and, great. And so I don't know if she's going to have to take her shirt off, but uh, she's, look at her. I have a picture. She's pretty hot, isn't she? Yeah, she is. Did you check out her rack? She's got a nice looking rack on her. I, I never look there. I, <laughs> yeah, I just never look at that sort the thing, of thing. That's the thing with animation is they can make it, you know, just as simp- as perfect as possible. Yeah, I know. Hey, let's. Uh, we'll have a picture of this if you go. Yes. Uh, so you get a sense of what's her name again? Eve. Eve Automaton. Eva. And she is. That isn't uh, a real name. That's got to be a broadcast she's name. She's the newscaster for Unified Newsfeed, which is uh, controls the whole world, apparently. Hey, backtracking a little bit. And congrats on that, by Thank the way. You. Backtracking a little bit, we got uh, we 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 do hope people will call our comment line. We we don't get a lot of calls. We haven't got a lot of calls, uh, and I think people well, nobody's are, there to answer the phone. That's, that's right. Why. I think they're discouraged because well, what? Why do I call? Who who's even listening to this? Well, we listen to every one of them. Yes, we do. And we'll even put them on our podcast, and uh, it, it, the one you're about to hear, in fact, from Joshua. Uh, this uh, does harken back a few weeks. When Lisa told her very personal and uh, amazing story about her uh, flight home from a uh, uh, from where were you I was coming, coming from, from Denver, Denver. And, from Denver and this unbelievable couple and their terrible kids and the whole thing that happened to her and we don't need to go down that road again but it touched a nerve with uh, with Joshua and uh, here's a part of what he had to say I I'm stunned at the behavior of those people. And I think that um, obviously you have uh, the validation of Pat and you have the validation of Chris and I'm sure your inbox has been flooded and your phone box has been flooded with people who have called in agreeing with your position. Um, It'll be very interesting to hear if you have any um, aliens to this planet who (laughs) disagree. (laughs) Um, 
but I just wanted you to know that that I had a, a very genuine emotional response. Um, got a little choked up myself, actually, at hearing how distressed you were. I'm the father of four kids. My youngest is six. My oldest is almost 16. And we've been on planes. We've been on trips. We've been at restaurants. We've done all the things that, that parents do. And I can tell you that I have never once ever uh, treated another individual like that with my kids or had kids that were so unruly um, that a stranger had to say something about my kids. Um, we've always been very careful. And like Chris said, we've always been kind of paranoid to make sure that our children don't interrupt or disrupt somebody else's experience wherever they go. So I think that people who uh, aren't good parents shouldn't have kids, <laughs> honestly. I think that uh, the gene pool could use a little more chlorine, if you, if you want my honest opinion. And by the way, I am six foot four myself. I'm a big dude. And um, if I had been in that airport and seen that going down, I would have stepped in. Thanks very much for your honesty and for your transparency. And I really do hope things work out and that uh, you don't take what happened personally because she clearly was insane. So he's in your corner. Yeah, very I mean, nice. I, in very fact, nice. as he's alluded there, who couldn't be in your corner? I would find it very interesting to get a contrarian point of view, somebody who says, you know what? I think those people with their bratty little kids are just fine by me. And did the right thing to yeah, that woman who demanded right. they be quiet. And they should have given her a bruise on her other arm, yeah. for that matter. Yeah, I, you know, I've had some space from it now. Final frontier. Joshua, Any, anything further to say about it, or is uh, it over? They, the charges, uh, at this point, we, and I, again, don't know how much I can talk about it, but okay. uh, we will see if the state of Washington files uh, a suit against... Uh, this woman who grabbed me. Um, That's the main thing, really. I mean, all the the hurtful words are, are one thing, but sure. but actually manhandling you or woman handling you as she did. Yeah, uh, that's the, the deal. Almost makes me think the the saying "sticks and stones may break my bones, but words can never hurt me." It's kind of the opposite, you know, uh, for me. There were a lot of really mean things being said, and and I don't want to go back over to, you know, you know, telling, talking about, you know, I don't want to talk about it. It's, okay. it's upsetting, right. but I wanted to thank uh, Joshua for his very. He, he wrote a really nice email. He was just catching up on our podcast and had yeah. just heard this episode, which is our. Uh, it's from uh, June called "A Misplaced Sense of Entitlement." If you haven't listened to it, it's a it's a, a huge departure from from what you and I typically do, uh, Pat and I usually do. Um, but I was so upset when I came in to tape that day. You oh, and I, yeah. You and I sat down and said, let's just open the mic and see how it goes. So thanks for, for giving me a really safe place. I was t still extremely um, it's terrible. traumatized yeah, by it. it it's not a good deal. And you were telling me uh, before we started our podcast that there are now some new coming TSA guidelines that theoretically, possibly, could uh, exacerbate uh, this situation and make it even more unpleasant to fly, at least in some cases. There are uh, service animals, uh, which they have completely overhauled their policy on what types of animals are accepted for um, accompanying you on a, on a flight. Because usually when you think of a service animal, you think of a dog, like you a C9 dog. dog or something like but that. But now apparently they've expanded it. The TSA has expanded it to include any type of service animal that is there to service you uh, in your disability. And did you know there are service monkeys? No. If you have a pig... Seriously, if you have a service pig, you can bring uh, the pig on board with you. Um, if it's a goat, I'm not really sure how big the animal has to get before they say, all right, now come on, you 
you can't bring that service rhinoceros well, on this plane. Well, I know. We've, we've heard stories about Ann Romney, who is uh, dealing with her MS by uh, riding horses. So can she, can bring, she bring a steed <laughs> aboard a 747? Maybe not. It's, but it brings up a lot of interesting questions. First of all, I didn't know there were service pigs. Did you know this? No, but I know there are people. I have uh, some friends who, who, who have two... What do they call them? The Vietnamese potbelly pigs. Yeah, well, those are pets. They're pets, exactly. So, I mean, it's not unusual that you could possess such an animal. And then you could, if you said you could prove your case that this, no, this pig is actually services me. Now, that isn't the way you'd want to put it. But, (laughs) but, but, and you certainly wouldn't want to say this steed is the one that services me. Yeah. Yeah. Raise some eyebrows. You you don't want to, um, (laughs) We were talking about this. So I'm not going to get off on that. T- Never no, mind. go for it. Uh, do it. The, do forget, it. Well, come on. Well, nobody's listening anyway. I love it when you kind of take the exit. Well, go for it. This is. I'll just. I'll tiptoe carefully here, but you might remember, and it's been many years ago, that. Um, um, well, let, let's let me put it this way. A friend of mine. I want to make sure I don't give up too right. much here. A friend of mine. Was asked. That's always suspect when you say that. Was asked, we know it was you. Well, no, not not me. Okay. But a, a friend of mine who does some of the same things I do uh, was asked uh, and was hired by the city of Enumclaw recently to do some sort of video. Okay. And so he says, "Okay, that's great." And then at at some point, uh, the woman who's doing the hiring uh, on behalf of the group uh, says. Uh, there's just there's going to be a couple things in your contract that uh, you should probably take note of. Uh, there was a rumor a few years ago that uh, there was a gentleman who was killed while he was um, having um, uh, relations with um, a horse. <laughs> My friend says, "Well." That wasn't a rumor. That that actually happened. It did that was happen. that was a news story. Exactly. Well, yeah, maybe so. But uh, we. The point is that we, uh, your contract will say that you're not to bring that up in any way in your uh, remarks, oh, uh, your little speech. Okay, just don't bring it up. And so he's decided. You're right. I am not going to bring it up to your group, but I'm going to bring it up to every other group that I ever speak to and say, hey, listen to this. I had to sign a contract. Are you ready for this? Yeah, it's great. Thank you for the gift. So anyway, yeah, who's to say, you you can't just say, you can't just bring like a, uh, you know, an anaconda aboard a plane and say, this is my service snake. Why you, can't you? Well, you got to prove something, don't you? You have to have some documentation. I think all you have to do is make the TSA aware that this is a service animal and not your pet. I, I don't really know what kind of documentation comes with that. But yeah, I suppose you're right. You probably do have to show. And if you... But it, can't you just make that crap up? I mean, you can... Yeah, I print, guess you could. You can print money these days. Why can't you say, yep. Well, Here's my service animal contract for my anaconda. But now, see that, and we, again, we probably don't know enough about it to be talking about it intelligently. That's the best part of it. I know it is. <laughs> let's 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 spring ahead before we have the facts. <laughs> That's our stock and trade. But I mean, how would you feel if you're sitting next to somebody That's that funny. has that has what, a pig. What, do you, what is that that you have? Ah, this is a skunk. It's my service skunk. Uh, 
Can I get another seat, please? <laughs> On another plane, please? <laughs> At another airport, please? Yeah, I don't know. It's it's interesting. Well, and even if even because if, in in the face of all of these TSA regulations, they're you know frisking you at the, right. and all of that, and then then to go swing the door the other way to let you got a you got an animal, bring them on board. It's like Come on. Noah's Ark. Come it's on, it's crazy. But but uh, dogs that even if if service animals were restricted to dogs, there's some big ass dogs out there. Is there a size limit? Like, could I bring a, a an Irish Wolfhound? on board as my service dog as long as his... and how many seats would i have to buy him well i don't know and i don't know if you can just bring him on board doesn't he have to be in a crate if and he's go your and... service dog but you how's can't... he going to service you, you on the plane you is he going to be... go get you a beer or what <laughs> he can't be separated from you and that's one of the one of the the um restrictions by tsa is they cannot separate you from your service animal as you're going through screening hmm. so you and your big gorilla can just you know yeah, that's interesting. March on through. I know. It, 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 Don't you want to test it a little bit just to see? Yeah, what could if, you get away with? <clears throat> now, I, I years ago I had blown my knee out in a in a basketball injury, and then we were going to go on a on a flight uh, to Hawaii a couple of weeks later. So I'm on crutches, and and I come gimping up to the gate. And they said, "Oh, sir, you can come on right away. And we got a special seat for you." And so they put me on a, you know, a nice. I don't know if it was first class, but it was a great seat with lots of leg room. And, uh, and on the plane, you mean? Yes, yes. On, on the plane. Okay. Okay. But I didn't have to say, "Here's my, here's proof that I really do have a screwed up knee." Right. Here's uh, a note from my doctor. So it occurred to me, why don't, wow. why doesn't anybody could just come up on crutches and they're yeah. going to get treated like a king? Yeah. Get the your choice of seats or a wheelchair. You know they've got all those wheelchairs right. around the hospital. Right. It'd be nice just to plop yourself down and have people wheel you around. I hate walking through the airport. It's tiring. But wouldn't that be wrong? So what? You got your dead skunk in the middle of the road. Dead skunk in the middle of the road. Dead skunk in the middle of the road. Stinking to high heaven. Here's a peculiar classic. Always wanted to meet this guy. He's a happy-go-lucky, good-natured little fella. He's the Pillsbury Doughboy. Poppin' fresh. How are Good you? Good morning. Nice to be here. I just want to stick my finger right in there. <laughs> Make that little noise when I put my <laughs> stick my finger right in your little dough there. That's always fun to stick. Quit, quit doing I, just, that. I can't help sticking my I finger said, quit in. It. Ow! Put your hands oh, off all me. right, all right. I've always hated that. Okay. You jerk. We love your emails. Yeah. Lisa at peculiarpodcast.com. Uh-huh. Pat at peculiarpodcast.com. Right. Okay. Or Peculiar at patcast.com. Come on. Or pod at pecupatliar.com. Pe- Look, um, or, that's enough, okay? Or call the comment line at 425-522-BURP. Fine. Or 425-522-BELT. That's wrong. Or 425-522-RALF. Would you stop, please? Now back to Peculiar Podcast. Finally. Or Masterpiece Theater. Stop, please. Or the real house husbands of Cedro Woolley. Would you kill his microphone, please? watching the olympics at all no just flat out no no is there not one event uh do, do you like gymnastics yes so you watch that i didn't say no i said i like gymnastics but i, I don't really... well you like personally doing gymnastics yourself <laughs> oh yes i, I do still get it, yeah. 
No, I just, you know, Bill Maher said it best. I don't know if you saw this quote uh, from him that said, I, I have no plans to watch the Olympics. It's like watching Jim. G-Y-M. It's, yeah. It is. It's like watching Jim. Who wants to watch Jim? Well, I'll tell you this, though, and, I, and I'm and i not big for the – the reason I don't I don't cotton to the Olympics so much is because it is so disgustingly uh, advertising laden and – it's oh. all about the marketing and the and all these you know all this blah 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 so stuff. You, I like the competition itself. I don't want to, I don't want to hear all the stories. And and that's just me. But I don't want to hear the stories. This uh, young man came from a very troubled past, and he had uh, great obstacles in his way. And yet here he is finding himself in the finals of this tremendous event. And I know those, those stories in a I way, know. they all kind of, they're all sort of the same. In fact, my friend, the brilliant writer, Bob Nelson wrote about this very phenomenon a few years ago. And I, I I'm doing both of the voices here, but, uh, and the recording is kind of lousy, but bear with it. Here we go. And welcome back to Olympic coverage of the 400 meter hurdles. I'm Dick Ravine, and with me is track expert Neil Travis. Yes, Dick. Neil, we've got a few seconds before the race begins here, so let's take a quick look at the runners in this heat. Sure, Dick. In lane one, we have the Bulgarian record holder Demitar Tordanov. Mm -hmm. uh, Demitar has overcome a lot of obstacles to get here. Yes. As a child, he had scurvy. Oh, his my. right leg is two inches longer than his left. Mm. He had a grandfather die in a mysterious massage accident. Right. And his family picked up and moved one day, and they never did send him a forwarding address. Never did. Never did. And wasn't his dog run over by the taxis he left for the airport for the Olympics? That's yeah. right. Yeah. And in lane two, we have the veteran Algerian Mohamed Bahari, yeah. who was in a coma for seven years. Mm -hmm. He lost a sister at a shopping mall. That's right. Had a fiance run off with a mailman. Yeah. And it wasn't even the regular mailman. No. It was a weekend guy. Weekend guy. And Mohamed just had uh, triple bypass surgery. Yeah. Last Wednesday? Tuesday. Tuesday. And he was told just minutes ago that his home back in Algeria burned down last night. That's tough. Terrible. In lane three, it is United States champion Jamie Ross. Jamie, of course, uh, still recovering from the shock during the opening ceremonies mm -hmm. of finding out that his mother and his coach are having an affair. Yeah. But he's battled adversity before, mm -hmm. what with his double knee replacement surgery. Yeah. His grandparents running off last week to join the Freeman movement. Right. And the suspended use of his library card because of the overdue books. And we should also mention that he's running with asthma, chronic fatigue, and... Bleeding gums. Yeah. Mm -hmm. They are now starting to line up, so we'd better hurry here. Okay, lane four... Poland's Tomas Borowski. Borowski. He's got a goiter, dysfunctional family, mm. and a selfish girlfriend who is just me, me, me all the time. In five is Gustavo Borges from Brazil. Yeah. Just found out he was adopted. Oh, boy. Can't hear the starting gun because Van Halen music is always in his head. He had an addiction to sugar pops, too, didn't yes, he? Yes, and he's described by friends as a real handful when he gets drunk. Next to him is the Russian Igor Sokolov. Sokolov. Lost his father to a teeth cleaning that went bad. He has a rare form of arthritis. Yes, in his forehead. Oh, boy. And he's actually frightened of the hurdles. That's a handicap. Yes, it is. And they're off. 
But bad news again now for Borowski. Yes, his father is up in the stands choking on a hot dog. Oh, my. And you can bet that is weighing on the young man as they enter the first turn. It has to be. It has to be. And now it is torted off of Bulgaria's turn for more adversity. His mother is holding up a sign. The sign says, I have to tell you now, I am really a man. And this is not good timing for that kind of news. Absolutely not. And dropping now from the lead is Bahari, mm. who has just recovered a childhood memory concerning wetting the bed. Oh, no. How humiliating. And that puts Sokolov in the lead, but... Uh-oh. Oh. Oh. He, he got scared by the final hurdle. Yes. He stopped, and he ran onto the infield, mm. and he is now... Curling up in the fetal position. He's in a lot of psychological pain right now. And the rest of the runners now have actually stopped on the yes. track. They are forming a support group for him, Dick. That's right, Neil. They are asking the officials now to send out some full Folding chairs. That's right. And they have also requested some coffee and some sponge cake. Good idea. And I think they're just going to talk. Sometimes that's the best thing. Our Olympics coverage will continue in just a moment. Okay, well, the ravages of time, but you get the idea. For my money, give me track and field. I love that sport. That's my favorite spectator sport that is and so boring if you know just watching no. people run oh it's watching amazing people run have you heard of who's usain bolt no, what a perfect and, and, name bolt and again i don't there that holds no fast i when I, I watch that guy run i think i'm watching uh some otherworldly creature i mean i cannot believe how one human can move that fast on his own two legs it's it's <laughs> It's just astonishing. It really, really? is. I mean, I, they, I guess they're, I, they're you know the the world record in these hundred meters or hundred yards or whatever. It, it's been down below ten seconds, and now it's net nine seconds. I don't know what it is. It can't get below one second. I mean, there's sure. there's a point at which you just well, can't go start, any faster. Don't they start timing it in millionths of a second? So you you could in just hundreds, you yeah. know. They're going to have to do it. My point is in millions well, maybe of a so. second. But then you won't. But since you didn't do that earlier with other records of the past, too bad. They can come back. They can come back and try again. Then <laughs> by then so, he's ninety-five. This to me is like watching golf or watching fishing or watching bowling. I mean, the voice you hear is your guide to dynamic bowling. As you listen to this recording, you become completely relaxed and very, very comfortable. Now, bowling, I, I get that. But I, if you, I, how like, can I, you like think I, bowling like, is boring to watch, and it's not boring to watch people run? Well, there they go. Because it's thr it's thrilling. Clear your mind of all thoughts, and let your body relax as your muscles release their tension. Now, if you had money on them, that, I think we need to have like a like the horse races. Now, I would be interested in watching people run. Well, there's probably pools and in, in uh, the offices and that's stuff like the that, only I way i would find it interesting. oh no I, I just don't see how you cannot be thrilled by these humans these are fastest humans on the planet maybe because i'm mad going head to head it's just amazing maybe i'm mad let your toes and feet become limp heavy and wonderfully relaxed you're mad i can't i don't i'm not you're a runner that's the thing well i'm a I think watching those people reminds me of what I'm not. Let this feeling of relaxation flow from your toes to your arches and on up to your ankles. That's brutal. 
don't you think? Well, doesn't it? It's like well, my, if that was the case, nobody would be watching the Olympics. My friend, right? my friend Trixie says to me, the, "There's a big home show that comes to us, the Seattle area, every year." And I said, "Hey, do you want to go to the big home show?" And she said, "No, it makes me mad." And I said, "Wait, why does it make you mad? Don't you want to see these amazing things they do with these these? It's the Dream House of Dreams or something. You know what I'm talking about?" Yeah. And she said, "No, it makes me mad." Street of Dreams. Street of Dreams makes me mad. What? She she has a great point. She says it makes me mad that I can never have those things or do those things to my house. Well, so, but, well, I mean, the, but people this as, is the same can thing. aspire to those things. I I guess you can't why, aspire why, to anything when you're just mad at it. Well, why do you go to it if you want to go? Because you were trying to get well, her to go. She makes a good point. Now I'm mad at it too. Oh, so you won't go? No, if they have it. She again. has a great point. Well, I just don't. I don't know. I don't like watching running. I I will watch g- gymnastics. By, by your measurement, no one would go to watch a baseball <laughs> game or a basketball football <laughs> game because we can't play that well. So we don't want to watch people who can. Your weight is evenly distributed on both feet, which are close together and pointing to your target. Your elbows are snug against your sides, and your right wrist is firm and straight. And your thumb and fingers are comfortably positioned in the ball. <laughs> so, so the Seahawks Stadium would be empty on Sunday. I don't know. And there'd just be guys out there playing each other, but there'd nobody be watching. Well, that's the other thing too is I don't have any personal investment with those people, other than the fact that they're from my country. Oh, I hope the U.S. guy wins. When when you're talking about baseball or team sports, you have an affinity for and a but following it, for your your hometown team, well, right? But it's developed over time, exactly. just as the Olympics know, will be. I don't know who these guys are in the Olympics. I have no idea who these people are, but I'm just supposed to root for him because he's from the USA? Heck yes. <laughs> if you don't like this country, why don't you leave it? <laughs> I've heard that before. Okay. No, I, I just, uh, I don't watch a lot of the Olympics, but I lo- I'm going to watch some basketball. I like oh these guys. God, I am so glad I'm not spending any time and with you. I would be bored out of my head watching TV with you. You're going to watch track and field and basketball. Pretty much. <sighs> it's to you. Now, I'll bet so when the boring. I'll bet you when the Winter Olympics come around, you're you're drooling for ice skating, aren't you? So what's wrong with that? That is the stupidest. That isn't even a sport. That, that's a carnival. You're just mad because you can't do it. Well, that's right. I can't. But it's boring. That, now, that no, is boring. No, if you no. wanted to make the case about that, I'd, I'd be with no, you. No, I don't. I watch the, what do they call it? The schlusher, the sledgers. What's the what's the really fast sled thing called? It's the sluchers or the sledgers. The losers. The losers. Here's to the losers. Bless them all. Oh, that's exciting. Are winners. That's exciting. There's nothing exciting about running around a track. I Unless you're on fire. Now, see, they need to add some... <laughs> they need to add some interest to it, some danger. I know what you would want. What? You would want the Olympics to go back to the way they used to be. Right, if a lion was Greece. chasing them. That, no, they, they had to do their athletic events in the nude. Oh, <laughs> Well, now you're talking, sister. See now, then you yeah. might get, think of think right. of what the Olympics no, on, no, no. On, on NBC would be through the roof no, if everybody had to perform. Even better nude. is if they just had fig leaves or something that had the potential of blowing off as they were running around. <laughs> then you'd be glued to the screen, like I wonder if it's going to come off. It's boring just watching people run around. No, it is not. It is boring. And you're, why? Why is the luge, which is all about speed? Okay, but people running know. without the benefit of you know ice why? or a sled, you know that's why? not exciting. Because the luge people have helmets on, and helmets 
depicts danger. Runners don't have any sort of, there. there is no... Luge people wear helmets because they're afraid of getting hurt. Yes, if they were re- that's if, the excitement. If, if they really were bold, they wouldn't wear the helmets. <laughs> and they'd be knocking their heads against the ice walls. Now, that know. would be fun. I don't know. There's something, a lot of people like the Winter Olympics better than the summer. They're just boring, you know? No, they're not. Swimming. No, no. Wait a minute. Have you seen some of these guys? The some of the swimmers. They've got that Michael Phelps guy back again. I don't think he's, his, a, he's attractive. Well, no, he. Uh, I don't think he is either. He's got a cute but, butt, but, but but the guy that is uh, is major rival Ryan Lotke. See, I don't know. He's any pretty. Of these he's a pretty hunky looking guy. He's a, he's a handsome guy. Yeah. Again, it just I makes think me if mad. you just tuned in, you'd like it. No, it would make me mad because I know I could not have him. What about soccer? <laughs> 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 Did that just come out loud? That was yeah, the last I, I, thing just I just blew right past it. Um, what about soccer, soccer? Boring. We got uh, this Hope Solo Pat, from this area. What about th- what about that? Pat, you remember? There's a local connection. You remember back on the days of the buzz? You remember who your sportscaster was? It was you. And how well and m- how much interest did I ever? T- how much prep? How much prep did I ever do to give a to give you you and your listeners a sports report? Well, you were how thrust, much prep would I do it? Would I do? Well, you were thrust yeah. into a situation that you were not comfortable in because you did not have a uh, natural interest in sports. Was, However, I wasn't as a budding professional. You would have you should have boned up on it and said, you know what? Even though I don't care about it, I'm going to. I'm going to learn all I can about it because the listeners care about it. And I'm and, getting paid to do it on top getting, of that. And I'm getting paid to do it. As I've, I mentioned this before, the highlight for me was the day when you were telling, talking about a, an NBA game, probably a Sonics game, and you described didn't care. somebody didn't like, care. like Carl Malone, I think it was, <laughs> uh, Utah Jazz power forward. You described him as the... As the all-star swingman <laughs> instead of swingman, which you, in other words, a swingman can play both, uh, you know, center or forward or guard or forward. Who cares? And you call him a swingman like that was his last name. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Leonard Swingman. I don't care. And I didn't care. And I never did care. But and you know I'm not going to care in the future. But, you know, I don't care is not good enough. It's totally it's good, enough. good enough. It's not good enough to denounce to the Olympics in totality just because you don't care. Why don't you try to care? Why do you think every? Are you smarter than everybody else who does care? Are oh you my better? gosh! Now, now, see, you're making you skipped a whole bunch of steps there. Well, I, I don't know think I did. That, that, that was out of line. I don't and I apologize. think that. I just it's just it's boring to me. Well, I, that's I guess that's honest. But but how you can say yeah, I like the luge, but I don't <laughs> like guys running. Well, there's things. What what is your least favorite Olympic sport? Uh, well, I think I've already said ice skating. You don't see that to me doesn't make any sense. The the they've got ice blades, things that are sharp. Now that's that's where the you know crap can go down in a bad dicey. Well, way I, there. when people uh, fall and hurt themselves, I love that. See, but it doesn't happen enough when they're really good. Um, I don't know. Ice ski. You probably don't like like it because it's it's performance. Well, it's performance, sports. and too... a lot of people have argued that that's not even a sport. It's I, it's, it's judged. Too... I'm on that. I'm on that uh, bandwagon. I, I'll give you that. And the music, you know, and they're performing to music. I don't know. That isn't I, the same as I a would... guy coming out of the blocks running 100 meters at breakneck speed. Yeah, that, like, you know. The, that's I, real competition. Yeah, I, And it's also not head-to-head. Ice skating is an individual performance. Yeah. And doing a sop with camel and all. So, but, but when sports are head-to-head, 
people competing with each other right, right. next to each other. That's exciting. Right. To me. So it's and and because it's a more it's easy it's more measurable in terms of time rather than subjective in terms of yeah. Well, you don't need to judge to see who won the hundred meters. Right. Very yeah. very good point. Yeah. It's, so, a, it's exciting. So you know it's not really. Well, I, I guess I'm never going to win this. I'm argument. not staying to watch TV with you later. By the way, now let me go. I got let me, stuff to do. I know. Let me go through the. Where, where's my? Where's my stuff? Let me go through this. Now, just tell me, and I, I won't belabor it. Uh, uh, other than how labored it's already been. When you are about to deliver your shot, you take one full deep breath and repeat the word "bowl" silently to yourself. But don't just, make me try to like the Olympics. Just, I'm just not. Just gonna. tell me. Maybe you don't. Maybe you're not. Uh, quite aware of all the things that are in the Olympics, okay? Okay. Now, listen to these events and see if none of them interest you. None. Archery. Oh, my God. I can't think of anything more boring okay, now don't be, than oh, watch okay. some. Now, again, if you had live people. I'm up, with you on that one, If you had live way. people up in front of the targets or something, yeah. there's just no element of. Risk. There's no risk, boring. right? Yeah, if, you're right. There should be people standing there, and if you don't hit the target, uh, they, they've got themselves a do-it-yourself They should have the target on an apple on top of their head, which yeah. is how it all got started anyway. But yeah, no, I they, like that. They took that element I'm away. with you on that one. How about this one? Badminton. Well, it don't even discuss that. Are you that. kidding no, me? No, I, I must be kidding. No, seriously. That is an event. You're yeah. not kidding me. You're no, not I'm joking not. around. No, that's an actual Olympic event. Has that ever been televised? Because do they televise all these? They don't televise all these events, do they? Well, they give a little little airplay to all of them, but yeah, that's all. Now, is badminton one? Now, see, that's a measurable sport. And if you had <clears> two guys, like, slamming the birdie at each other, but if it's just ding, Ding, well, of course they're slamming. Ding, I don't know. Ding. Let's skip that one. That's terrible. That's dumb. See, you're Basket- already making my point. You uh, haven't even gotten half am, into the I? list at all. Okay, but now, 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 let's talk real sports. Basketball. Hate it. These are the best players in the NBA uh, in the world <laughs> playing. They're they're going to beat everybody by thirty points. So let me ask you this: Is this more exciting? What about women's basketball? That's an Olympic sport. Is this more interesting? Sue to- Bird from the the local. Yeah. Uh, is it more interesting Team. to watch the Storm. Olympic basketball game than the Seattle Supersonics? I know they're not around anymore, but do, 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 you know what I'm saying? Is it more exciting to watch the... No, it's not even exciting because the U.S. men are so much better than the other teams like from, you know, oh. Latvia or, or, you know... Oh, now see, I feel bad for those guys. Well, it used yeah, I don't to, want the to US, for the U.S. The U.S. used to bring their very best amateur players in the Olympics. And then it turns out that the Russians and everybody else would bring their very best players, period. Uh, Isn't that the pro- whole point of the Olympics? I think it is, and that's why I think it's entirely justified to bring professionals to play basketball for the United States. You should sure. bring your best. Absolutely. And so they finally got past that amateur status thing a few All right. years ago. Archery, How about this? Archery, Here's boring, one you like. badminton, boring, basketball, boring. Boxing. Boxing. Boxing, there's your sport. Do they have female boxing? Uh, yeah, they do. Mm-hmm. Boxing is, a, in all seriousness, a very uncomfortable... Um, you mean getting hit in the face is uncomfortable? Just to watch that, it's a, such a uh, violent... Yeah, it's pretty primitive. Uh, it's pretty primitive. No, no I, doubt. I'm about very it. surprised that that's still sanctioned. And I, really, well, you're, you're going to have people hit each other. 
Yeah. It just seems dumb to me. I know. And it, it actually feels You know, feels why don't we have st- a foot stomping competition? Hey, in, in, that was the next one I was all, all the whole The whole competition is just to see who can stomp the hell out of the other person's feet. Well, they have or that hair sport. Pulling, you, you or hair pulling. You know... <clears throat> The, the ultimate fighter stuff. I mean, that's what they do. It's all holds barred. No holds barred. No, you that... can hit him in the face and kick him in the in the bread basket. Anything you want. I just don't. That is, I don't understand that. I would never right. watch a boxing. I wouldn't watch any of those. At least they wear helmets in the Olympics. I wouldn't watch any of those. Let's you know beat the hell out of each other sports. Okay, let's. I, I've got. To, I know you. We got to go here, but canoe. Just just quick up or down canoe kayak. What do you think? Cycle. <laughs> Cycling, boring, uh, diving, maybe. Equ- oh, really? If there were alligators in the pool <laughs> or sharks, equestrian, eh. fencing. What's fencing? Uh, it's getting you guys down at the Home Depot. Uh, uh, hey, wait! Fencing, fencing has swords. Yeah, swords, yeah. swords. <laughs> <laughs> They're not swords. They're swords. They aren't swords. Then well, forget it. I think of a sword as more of like a cutlass. These are just those little pointy things. Doink, doink, doink. Uh, field hockey? Nah. Artistic gymnastics. Oh, oh, I'm going to heave. Rhythmic oh, gymnastics. Oh, so that's where they do the ribbons and the ball. No, that's rhythmic, rhythmic gymnastics. No, no, I know, but they use those, they dance with the, rib, yeah, the yeah, ribbons. Yeah, oh, yeah. look at you now yeah. taking an attitude with that. And there's men in that competition. <laughs> oh, for crying out You're loud. so sexist. Trampoline. Yeah. Trampoline Man. sounds fun. Because there's a chance you break your neck. You fly so right off it. And... Judo. Pentathlon, rowing, none of those, huh? It just all sounds like swimming, sailing, shooting. What about shooting? What are they shooting at again? (laughs) Who are they shooting? I think I'm starting to get where you're coming from. Your ability to play a relaxed, concentrated, confident, and well coordinated game increases steadily as you use the formulae of dynamic bowling at every opportunity. With the final playing of this record, you go soundly and deeply asleep and awaken in the morning feeling strong, vital, mentally alert, and wonderfully refreshed. Here's a peculiar classic. Well, joining us now is Mr. Avery Lamar Wormley. Yes. A member of the U.S. Olympics Committee. Thank you, Mr. Cashman. You bet. And uh, may I say that there are a number of people on the Olympic Committee who uh-huh. would love to see your city get the Olympic Games someday. You mean Seattle? No, Everett. Cool. Yes. Yeah. We would specifically stage the track and field competition in Savannah. Maybe call it the Savannah Meat Meet. What? Nothing. Anyway, in order for the city, any city to be considered, they have to, uh, as we say, uh, to get along, you have to go along. So let me get this straight. All right. Only Northwest businesses or fundraisers that have an authorized use permit from you people Uh can use the word Olympics in their name. That's exactly it, yes. Uh Now, what businesses specifically are we talking about here? If you happen to have a list. Well, I I have a list here. Oh, my gosh. Look at that list. Yeah, and I'd like to run down the list of offenders if yeah, I well, could. Yeah, we don't have a lot of time here today. Olympic so. Boat Centers, Olympic Auto Glass, uh-huh. Olympic Pizza, Olympic yeah. Cleaners, Olympic Copy Shop, Olympic right. Hot Tub Company, Olympic okay. Lincoln Mercury, okay. Olympic Heating and Sheet Metal, yeah. Olympic Sports. You're asking an awful lot for these people to change the names of their I'm business. I'm just getting started. Oh, Olympic Yacht Club, Olympic Tree Farms, Olympic uh-huh. Diesel, Olympic Broiler, Olympic Pool Service, okay. Olympic Mortgage Company, Olympic Homes, Olympic Hotel, gotcha. Olympic Metal Works, Olympic Pet Supply, and the uh, Olympic Deli. Thanks a lot for coming by. I got a lot more. Well, we don't have time. Olympic Alarm Systems, Olympic <laughs> Athletic Club, Olympic yeah. 
beauty salon, Olympic brake supply, okay. Olympic jewelers. What's wrong with Olympic jewelers, by the way? Well, we don't want people thinking they can hawk their gold medals there. Oh, come on. Now. Olympic orthodontic lab. In case somebody tries to hawk their silver you're medals. You're starting to get it. Yeah, I get you now. Yeah. Olympic office supply, Olympic sheet metal, Olympic towing. So you're saying anything with your precious word in it is taboo. Yes, that's what I'm saying. That's what you're saying. Did I mention Olympic Hills Church of the Nazarene? You want a church to change its name. So no one will think that it's connected with the Olympic Games. Uh-huh. Just to avoid confusion. Yeah, fine. Anything well, even close yeah, doesn't fly. right, anything close. Olympian landscaping, Olympus Electronics. The Olympic Mountains, I suppose, too. Mountains? You've got mountains with that name? Uh-huh. Oh, boy. You people are in look, hot water. Look, if you don't like it, why don't you take it up with the state legislature, okay? okay fine. Yeah, I fine. will. Good. All right. Right, good. What city's the capital located in? Walla Walla. You've come this far. Why not go all the way? Here again, Lisa Foster and Pat Cashman and Peculiar Podcast. It's time to come away, my darling pretty. It's time to come away on a changing time. Time to come away, darling pretty. I need you, darling, by my side. Okay, what if they uh, had a checkers competition? <laughs> Mahjong in the Olympics. Well, again, just not for you. Those the the Olympics is is. Hey, did you let one go? No. (laughs) Does it look like I did? Just take a whiff of the air. You know what they say: he who smelt it dealt it. No, no. I'll tell you why. I'll tell you why there's that odor because my my wife is making something with eggs right now in another room. Wait a minute! Didn't you? Say you had um, issues with eggs Food uh, a little while back. Yeah, but I'm, you know, I'm, you... I'm, 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 I'm ready to jump right back in that pool again. All right. Yeah, I'm not afraid. There was a story the other day about a man, a Texas guy, whose sports car was stolen 42 years ago, and then he recovered it uh, wow. just the other day. He paid a. a a friend, $3,000 for the 1967 Austin Healey. It was stolen. Oh, that sounds like a nice car. Stolen from that his like Philadelphia nice home in 1970. Wow. And he just he said it for years, I just surfed the internet and I kept looking for it and I finally found it. The brakes don't work well, but it still runs. Holy moly. reunited with his car 42 he, years later. How did he find it? Uh, he, I think he found it uh, on the internet. He saw it on eBay. Wow. Yeah. Unbelievable. Because that's any... not a car that you would dismantle or tear down for parts. You I don't would think so. Steal it because of its, you know, beautifulness and its in its wholeness. And if you have a car that you're fond of, I think something like that would haunt you the rest of your life. Saying, "What happened to my car? Where is my yeah. car?" Wouldn't you keep trying to find it if you really loved the car? You know what? My feeling is, if you really love something, let it go. You should let it go. Okay. Or get it washed. Or put a chain around it yeah i suppose so it can't get away i don't know i again this is a have you ever had a car stolen no see this is a guy gal thing i don't i don't i don't feel emotional about my car well i don't either it's strictly a it's strictly a a utility well i don't know know that that's a guy gal thing entirely i mean i think there's men are very attached oh i agree and i it's probably the preponderance of those attachments are from men to their car and they have names for them you guys name everything by the way and i do mean everything well what is up with that i don't know i don't name my car now but i my very first car i ever had i had a fondness for it and i called it betsy yeah 
because uh, uh, Daniel Boone or Davy Crockett, I can't remember which, called his shotgun Betsy. And so on. Uh, guy's name's Old stuff. Betsy. Yeah. Uh, and, and it was an old car. And it was kind of a, a female kind of car, too. Yeah. Leaked a lot. <laughs> you know, wouldn't go sometimes I, for no reason. Baby, you can drive my car. Yes, I'm going to be a star. In answer to a question, I've never had a car stolen. I can't imagine what that would uh, be like. Even if it was a car I didn't care about. I think it's it's not necessarily the, the physical thing that's gone. It's that whole violation that somebody... Hey, you just don't have the right to take my stuff. Have yeah. you had a car stolen? Never. No. In fact, knock wood. I mm-hmm. hate I don't have any wood. Don't around. do that because the dogs are going to bark. If you if you knock on that Daisy, not... who has been quiet for the last three hours in All here, right. you're going to do it, aren't you? She's going to bark. No, I won't. I okay, good. Just think about it. Uh, I have never had my car broken into. Either. I've I've neither. Do you have? Let me ask you this. What's that thing that yeah, you put on I the steering keep nothing wheel? Nothing but crap in my car. What's oh, that thing? The, the club. The club. All right. So I have a friend uh, who you have met. We have gone golfing with, and I was examining his keychain the other day because yeah. I I was like, what are all these keys? And then we got to this last key, and he said, oh, that is for the 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 my my car security. And I said, what do you mean your car security? He has the the club. Hmm. That he puts on his. Do you think that's the dumbest thing ever? Well, I don't know very many people in our neck of the woods that have a club. Now, if you go down to L.A., for example, everybody's oh. got a club. Oh, in their do car. they? Yeah, I, that's my observation anyway. Uh, big city, high crime places, or if you had to park your car on the street uh, routinely because maybe you live in a downtown condo or something like that, you might have that. But I, you rarely see them. If you just walk through any parking lot, you don't see. Clubs around here. We're not a big club I town, I don't I, think. No. Yeah. Well, I just thought uh, maybe there was a chance that you'd had a car stolen. Oh, uh, one other thing I wanted to bring up, and then I want to talk about something that's, well, I want your take on it. But okay. I am from a town called Bend, Oregon. I know that. And, and it, I love Bend. It's a beautiful little city. It is, but it's not such a it's little really city not, anymore. It's not even a city. It's a little... Yeah, it's, uh, a, it's upwards of 90,000 people now. When I was a kid, it was maybe a tenth that size. So it was a nice little town to grow up in. I'm not so sure that it is that anymore. But what I've noticed about Bend is that it seems to have a disproportionate number of oddballs, <laughs> of, of peculiar types. And maybe that's uh, generalizing unfairly, but I'll give you three examples, all of them from Bend. Uh, one is the guy, let me think now. Yeah, it was a guy that became a woman so he could bear children. You remember that story? No. You don't? It, it was like. How long ago was that? Recently. And now he, now he she, has had about three kids, but um, the. the weird part about the story is that this was a person born as a man right that then became a woman and apparently got all the equipment needed wow. to conceive that and is amazing yeah it, it's pretty pretty amazing and they live in bend do the you guy. know her him, him, what do you even call him now her do you know her no no i've never how can you live in bend and not know her well they i don't they weren't living next door to me when i was there and and, and i think they they transplanted to bend okay uh, then there's a man who I've seen on uh, various morning talk shows who's calls himself or is called the Blue Man. One morning when I was out shopping, 
Though you'll find it hard to believe A little blue man came out of the crowd And timidly tugged at my sleeve I love you, I love you, said the little blue man I love you, I love you to bits I love you He loved me, said the little blue man And scared me right out of my wits And he's got this, he's a Caucasian, but he's got this peculiar uh, anomalous condition. I've heard of this. That makes his skin, it doesn't really look blue to me, but it looks sort of... um, uh, Lavender? (laughs) Yeah, it doesn't look, it looks strange. Uh, and I guess blue would be the closest color. Is to it describe. a disease that he has? I guess it, okay. it's, it doesn't seem to make him sick or anything. It's just nobody can quite figure out what causes this. Huh. And so he makes him a curiosity, and he's been on talk shows and that kind of stuff. He's the blue man. One evening in wild desperation, I rushed to a rooftop in town. And over the side pushed the little blue man who sang to me all the way down. I love you, I love you, said the little blue man. I love you, I love you to bits. I love you. He loved me, said the little blue man, and scared me right out of my wits. Do you know him? No, uh, no, I don't mean I know the green man, <laughs> uh, but not him. Okay, so... And then finally... There's a story about a guy who he's done this before, and then he did it again a couple of weeks ago, and he went up with somebody else. And this is a guy who uh, straps a whole bunch of balloons to his lawn chair. Yes, I, I know this guy. Took, I mean, no, of him. Oh, you know no, him. No, I don't know him. I mean, I know of him. This is this, I have heard of this guy. He's a man with a dream. His name is Kent Couch. And uh, he went up with another fellow named Fareed Lafka. And wasn't this last year they did this stunt they, it, that they launched the balloons in the chair? They've done this several times, haven't well, they? Well, he did it by himself, and I think he got as far as Idaho. Right. Uh, but this time he was trying to do it, as, they were going to do it as a tandem. And their goal, their dream was to float all the way to Montana someplace. Uh, unfortunately, <laughs> they only got about 30 miles east of Bend. And then they that. had then they had to get out of the thing because uh, uh, they ran into some sort of storm or something, and so they they were hit by hail and snow or whatever, and so they had to they had to ditch the thing. But the way he would bring the craft down, now picture it. He's on there's a lawn chair, mm-hmm. and he's got all these big balloons that are lifting him up. When he wants to come down, he's also carrying. Uh, some BB, a BB gun, right? Red Ryder BB rifle and a <laughs> pair of blow guns to shoot out enough balloons to land when the time is right. And you have uh, to time that just right too. Well, but he can't not, go shooting a bunch of them at once if you're over a swamp. He's just not. He's not calculating anything. I think well, this sounds like it could work. <laughs> How do you know that? He well, can, he probably he could have diagrams and, and I don't think pie so. charts and all. First of all, of he things. cannot control which way this hey, if he thing got is up, go. If he got up in the lawn chair with the balloons, he's he's thought that through. Well, I know, but he they got pretty messed up, and they they oh really they came down very hard. He said, and uh, we you know they feel pretty lucky that they made it because wow. they were just buffeted by turbulence before 
Uh, how high to, does it, how high did he get? I mean, is it worth packing a parachute on? That's a good point. I don't see it here. They uh, how high would a balloon get you? Well, here's, and at what here's point what, would you need oxygen and stuff? Well, that's a good point too. They uh, they were carrying oxygen with them just in case that became an issue. But they they uh, got to ten thousand feet. Wow. Uh, so wow. or so so mountain high. Oh my god! And then they had to abort the flight. And uh, and that guy, those guys are also from Bend. Now, to me, that triumvirate or that quartet that I just talked about, that seems like an unusual number of, well, peculiar people to all come from a comparative hamlet yeah. like Bend. So I don't uh-huh. know what's going on. And then I came from there, too. You. So yeah. something something ain't right there with that. <laughs> all right. One, one more thing I want to talk about, and then we'll, we'll pull the curtain all on right. this uh, thing. And that is um, that y- the announcement was made uh, recently, it was just a couple of weeks ago, the Boy Scouts of America, and I was a Boy Scout, uh, and I had, you? I had a great time as a Boy Scout. I was a bluebird, uh, I think, aren't brownie, wait, is the bluebird part of the campfire organization or the brownies? I was a bluebird and a brownie. You were both a bluebird and a brownie? Not at the same time. Oh, you, you no, can't you possibly, can't possibly no, be you at can't the same do time. That. No, I, uh, but I believe one of them is uh, an affiliate of the Girl Scouts of America. So. And the other are they, from the Campfire Girls. Are, they, uh, are the Boy Scouts of America, this sounds like an obvious question, and the Girl Scouts actually affiliated with each other? Are they separate organizations? They are do separate organizations. Okay, all right. So. And, which is kind of the point here. Because while organizations like the Girl Scouts that you mentioned... And the Boys and Girls Club and right. and even the U.S. military, they've all allowed gay Americans to participate in their organizations, but not the Boy Scouts of America. Mm. And in, they had this two-year review by an 11-member special committee, and their their bottom line as they came to the conclusion that, they're, uh, that you know, gays are excluded from the organization— and they and say will continue to be. this policy is absolutely the best policy for the Boy Scouts of America. And, I, and I, I'm just stunned by an organization like that and embarrassed to say that I once belonged to it mm-hmm. that is living in, in such a, a cave. Their motto is, as you know, be prepared, and that is the name of the song. This is the musical satirist Tom Lehrer. And bear in mind that this song came out in 1959. Be prepared. That's the Boy Scouts marching song. Be prepared. As through life you march along, be prepared to hold your liquor pretty well. Don't write naughty words on walls if you can't spell. Be prepared to hide that pack of cigarettes. Don't make book. If you cannot cover bets, keep those briefers hidden where you're sure that they will not be found. And be careful not to smoke them when the scoutmaster's around, for he only will insist that they be shared. Be prepared. Well, they, they are not saying that they're living in, in a cave. They say that they are um, actually hanging on to this policy because of how the families feel whose children are involved in this organization and how and, and and the interesting thing about that is they haven't produced any numbers no. or actual surveys or any other sort of documentation to support the the, the, the fact that they say the majority of, of the families that are involved in this in this organization feel strongly about this. That's why we're 
hanging on to this policy. No, it was a special committee of 11 people that came to this conclusion. That, well, they, they, they're, but I'm saying... They didn't poll their membership. There, there, was, there was an article about the uh, Boy Scout uh, den leader who is a lesbian who was fired in, or, or stripped of her... And she actually There's, gathered all these signatures, and they said, We've, we cannot do anything about this because of the families that feel strongly about this. So I am saying that they're hiding. The, yes, they've, they, they've looked at all the um, pros and cons. You're right. They've ultimately made the decision, but they're saying the reason they made that decision is based largely because of how the families in the organizations feel, which I don't think is true. I don't think it's true. I, I mean, uh, there's uh, there the uh, a 19 year old Missouri Eagle Scout had to leave his job as a Boy Scout camp counselor after he came out as gay mm-hmm. a few weeks ago, and and why in the face of of all these other organizations that some quickly, some slowly, but eventually all are kind of coming around to the idea that we got to treat all children and all people fairly. Yeah, uh, that is. the Boy Scouts are hanging on to this. It doesn't, yeah. doesn't add up to me. And be careful not to do your good deeds when there's no one watching you. If you're looking for adventure of a new and different kind and you come across a Girl Scout who is similarly inclined, don't be nervous, don't be flustered, don't be scared. Be prepared. But it, it just is weird and it embarrasses me uh, to be, have been part of that organization because I, man, I, yeah. how do you... Uh, but and, you, were, and, and you, Frank, were, you were part of the organization though, without knowing that this was a, yeah. a well, limited way of thinking. I think it's interesting that um, that people are um, reacting in, in very um, public ways to this. The story about Martin uh, Sisman, I'm sorry, Sismar, who was an Eagle Who's, Scout... He's a grown man now, and he actually sent his medal back. I, I know he's not the first one to do it, but there are people sending their medals back you mean to like the Boy Scouts. Eagle Scout or yeah, saying, you know, first what? class badge or this, whatever. This means nothing to me anymore. Your organization is not representing, and he's a straight man. He's not. He's not a gay man. He's a straight man saying your position on this is is completely ridiculous, and I don't want to have anything to do with it. So here, you can have this back. Yeah. It holds no value to Making me. Making a statement. Love that. The, the surest way that this uh, organization will come around, of course, is when they find their membership uh, and their money be- becoming it all, depleted. It all comes down to and money. And their money, yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, yeah. it probably won't be that they went, wait a minute. They're going to go, holy moly, look at the money we're losing. We better turn the pot. That, that, is, that makes me mad. That does make me mad that it will take a financial blow for them to turn it around. And yep. that, you can bet your you can bet your whatever you want. That's what's going to Bet my second-class merit badge yep, on you it. bet. You better believe it. Well, uh, okay. So. Hey, now that you've made me mad, you've made me mad a lot on this podcast. Yeah. Well, I'm mad about the sports and the Olympics and the Boy Scout thing and... What if there was what if there was a lawn chair balloon competition in the Olympics? Would you want to see that? <laughs> as long as there was somebody on the ground in the BB in the BB rifle competition. <laughs> I whispered, thank goodness that's over. I smiled as I hurried outside. But there on the street stood the little blue man who said with a tear in his eye, I don't love you anymore.
Thanks for listening to Peculiar Podcast. Hey, goodbyes. <laughs> Join Pat and Lisa online at PeculiarPodcast.com. The gift that keeps on giving the whole year. And on the Peculiar Podcast Facebook fan page. Sweet. On Twitter at Peculiar Podcast, at Mr. Pat Cashman, and at Foster Chick. Join us and live in peace or pursue your present course and face obliteration.